What's shaking, cats and kittens? Rob Lee here for this month's presenting sponsor, Night Owl Gallery. Night Owl Gallery is an intimate, artist-run exhibition space showcasing the original paintings and fine art prints of Beth Ann Wilson. Also, it features curated goods from local artists and craftsmen. You'll be sure to find one-of-a-kind gifts, handcrafted jewelry, home decor items, along with a few vintage treasures. Located in the rear of 248 South Conklin Street in Highland Town, across from the Sally O's, Night Owl Gallery is a unique space that brings together Wilson's love of the arts, community, and culture. Additionally, Night Owl Gallery hosts an array of arts and crafts workshops throughout the year and participates in community events, many of which are free and open to the public. So in this ever-changing world, safety is their priority. So feel free to join them and hit them up online at www.nightowl.gallery. Tell them Rob Lee sent you. Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And my next guest is the owner of the Charm City Skate Park, a venue for skateboarders, inline skaters, and BMX bikers offering skating and events. We have Jason Chapman on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Doing well. Thank you for making the time. Thank you for hopping on. Um, so I, this, this is our this is our reattempt. This is months in the making, so I'm glad we were able to get yeah, it done. Is this, is this our third time trying? This is our third time trying. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think this so, one's going to work. So yeah, I guess the third time is literally a charm. Yes. Charm City Skate Park. Uh, That's right. <laughs> so um, how'd you get into skateboarding? That is a long story. Uh, so I, when I was a kid, um, my brother was in the Navy and he's kind of like my hero. And at Navy, skateboarding by way of Navy, I get it. It's weird. But he, um, I saw Top Gun around the same time, and I was like, oh, shit, jets. Those things are <laughs> sick. So I wanted to fly planes real bad. So mm-hmm. I went into this thing called the – it was called um, Sea Cadets, and it's the equivalent of, like, the ROTC, but it's a little more heavy-duty because we actually drilled with, like, the um, the reservists, the Navy reservists at Fort McHenry. Yeah. So I would be at – at the Navy reserve yard on the weekends doing drill. And I was testing like really well for, uh, planes. Um, that was like my, the whole field that I was going into and they, uh, they're like, okay, so your next test is your, um, eyesight. So we want to test your eyesight and it turns out I'm colorblind. Ah. You can't fly a jet if you're colorblind. Back then, I don't know if it's changed because they have all kinds of, uh, I mean, you can get corrective surgery and um, they have glasses and contacts to handle color um, blindness at this point. But back then it wasn't a thing. So I was like, later, and I quit like that. Day. And that, like the exact day that I quit that, I saw a bunch of people skateboarding in my neighborhood. And I was like, oh shit, like they, like they had a jump ramp out. So they were like, jumping the jump ramp, getting air and like getting, and I was like, all right, well, I mean, I guess you can't do it with a plane. I guess I'll do it with a skateboard. Right. And that's so, how, that is literally exactly how it went. And then I just never stopped skateboarding. So that's, that's kind of the thing. It's like taking, um, taking something that it didn't quite work out in the, the way maybe you were intending. It's like, oh, well, my, my cause is somewhere else. So and speaking on maybe the mission, right? The mission of uh, Charm City Skate Park. So I gave that thousand foot view of 
kind of what the venue is about and what the venue does. But, you know, if you wanted to, like, run it by someone, what is the mission of the skate park? Um, wow. Okay, so I started, actually, as a shop. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'd say the mission of the skate park is the same as the shop. We always just did what needed to be done for Baltimore. So when we were a shop, um, we had like a team and, you know, we always promoted Baltimore and stuff. I mean, I love Baltimore. I had the chance to move to California and stuff and I didn't. I chose to stay in Baltimore because I, I, I mean, I've been down south, I've been up north, been all over, been the east coast, west, you know, all over the east coast, all over the west coast. I have a lot of love for a lot of cities, but nothing is like Baltimore. And I always wanted to stay here and, and promote skateboarding, be a part of skateboarding here, but um, promote it as, as much as we could. But we've always just been like filling needs. So at first it was like, we didn't have a good shop. So we mm-hmm. started and, you know, did the best shop that we could. And then we didn't have a place to go. So we were a shop and we built a, um, a ramp in our basement of the, of the store. Our first, yeah. very first one was in the backyard of the shop. Then we moved stores and had a real nice one in the basement that people still talk about. That ramp was amazing. <laughs> and um, then it was, I went to a bunch of meetings with the city to try to get parks built and stuff. And they just weren't about it at that point. Yeah. So I was like, well, I can, I'll do it myself. I'll just <laughs> build a skate park. So I hooked up with one of my longtime buddies, Luke Rice, and we built the Charm City Skate Park. So in essence, providing something, like you said, you know, providing what the, what the city needs will have you and having that, that venue and that space, because, uh, my understanding and, and looking over some of the stuff around skateboarding and all that, you know, cops hassle people and, and things cannot be, uh, things aren't always the most inviting thing. So providing the venue that is, is cool ab- about skating, about skate, uh, skateboarders and all, that's something that the, the city needs and has grown. Oh yeah. Yeah. For, for sure. I mean, even the public outdoor parks, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're awesome and they're cool and they definitely serve a purpose, but we do something totally different. Um, I mean, we cater to every aspect of skateboarding. So we have um, lessons. Uh, we can outfit you with a board and make sure it's the right one for you. Um, we actually build boards now, um, like from scratch. And we have a heat transfer machine, like one of the only ones that we in the country actually. So we're making boards for people now too, um, other brands and other shops and just, it's always about filling the need. Like during the pandemic, it was impossible for people to get skateboards. But since I've been doing this for a really long time, I always had a, I deal with like hundreds of vendors uh, and manufacturers and stuff. So we always had a line on where to get the skateboards. And I was helping other shops up and down the East coast. So yeah, it's just natural progression to like get this machine and go all the way like whole hardcore manufacturers. So, so yeah. we do that now too, and it's just always about filling the need, like uh, keeping skateboarding going, keeping it thriving, pushing it, and other things too. I mean, we we try to take care of the the BMX scene, and we always let the um, we have a lot of scooter kids that come to the park, and and we actually build uh, ramps for people too. So we've been building a boatload of ramps up and on the east coast as well 
I've seen I've seen some of the uh, the clips on the uh, the Instagram, and I was like, oh wow, they're they're building out ramps of all. It's like this is this is something, and um, so we we may have to talk a little bit off mic about like you said building skateboards. That's the thing. I mean, I am a six foot four, three hundred pound man, so I need I need a board that can support my my size. So we will we'll talk off mic about that. I think. Yeah, well, that's not, I mean, honestly, so that's what we do, right? So yeah. I get a lot of people that come in and they have equipment that's all wrong or like cookie cutter mall stuff or, you know, something like that. There's so many different options and choices to get you, somebody of your um, stature, the perfect board to fit you. Yeah, It's it's pretty, it's like what we do. It's easy for us. We can, as soon as you walk in, we know exactly what to get you. Like, yep, yep, that's what he needs. He, he he needs like a full tree with wheels on it. We got it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, a full, a full tree. No, I mean, uh, there is there is the perfect board out there for you Absolutely. and everybody. But but yeah, I get you totally. Like, no, it's cool, man. It's, it's awesome to it's awesome to keep people enjoying something longer because they have the right stuff. Mm-hmm. Then you know, as people get frustrated with it because they're you know, trying to use wrong equipment. Like a lot of times when kids come in, so we do lessons and I had to start offering a, um, we have three different options. We had to start offering not just a lesson, but a lesson with a board as a package because so many kids kept coming in with Walmart boards. Yeah. And I'm like, we, we can't teach you on that. And I can give you a rental to use in the meantime, but it's not yours and it's not tailored to you. So when you go out and you, you know, you go back to your Walmart board, it's going to suck. You're just going to get bummed. And I want kids to keep skating and really enjoy it and find the awesome, um, you know, like peace or, or for me, it's everything. Livelihood, expression of, you know, outlet for my expression. And and it's pretty much, you know, everything to me, but I wanted a kid to be able to have just that, a piece of that too so we have um a lesson where you get a board with it too and we totally 100 percent outfit it to the child like it or person because we teach a lot of older people to yeah. um exactly what they need so they can enjoy it to the most you know to the utmost yeah and i think in, enjoying it and it's it's a safety element there it's an enjoyment it's a continuing kind of thing like you know there's a phenomenon and what i do um, in this podcast space called pod stopping, where people will just get frustrated. I'm not getting the downloads I need. My mic sounds crappy. The sound quality is not there and they just get rid of it. And I think the the same idea is there. There are people that are just putting out, oh, this is what you need or like kind of that Walmart skateboard scenario you're describing. And it's not really what they need for either their voice or it's not configured right. It's not set up. You're not giving someone that, that walkthrough as to how to properly use this thing that you're interested in using. Um, yeah. So, so hmm, I, I'll ask this since you touched on like the Walmart skateboards. That was one of my first skateboards. It wasn't Walmart. It was like, this is super old, but it was like maybe maybe like super like, like Dick's Sporting Goods or something, but it was back in the day, uh-huh. like the early 90s. Um, but I remember when I was uh, like my early 20s, I was working for, for the Orioles and I wanted something that was comfortable um, as a shoe. Uh, I, w- I was wearing Vans all the time. So I want to get your your estimation on what your, your favorite skateboard shoe is. Like they're, they're shoes specific to it, right? So what's your favorite? Yeah. Uh, 
Oh man, that's it's a loaded question, probably. <laughs> uh, no, it's just so it's so tough because it's the landscape has changed so much over the last few years, in particular. Um, my I have a very particular one that I I enjoy the most, but I think they're half out of business. Fair and <laughs> yeah, so it's I like I love Supra shoes. They started out um, as like skateboarder owned, and it was like um, Supra and Crew Clothing were the same company, and they blew up super quick and. I remember like Justin Bieber wearing those like his like super is up to his like thighs or whatever, but <laughs> they um they blew up in like a fashion market too, like huge. Mm-hmm. So like um uh hype hype kids were all about them. And they um got bought by to- some company in Tokyo. Oh wow. And so now it's like called Super Tokyo, but I think they only like sell to Tokyo now. And we used to sell a lot of Supras back when they had like a traditional um, like reps and, you know, like a West Coast um, in-house sales and stuff. But I don't think they, I don't even think they have them anymore. And we used to follow me and this kid, Taryn, that rides for me. He's an amazing skateboarder. His name is Tough Johnny on Instagram. He is amazing. He likes them just as much as I do. And he, um, he would always hashtag uh, is it Tokyo Super or Super Tokyo? But I think they're, that's done now too. So like, I don't even know where to get them. I still have like six pairs that I'm that I hold on to <laughs> just to try to keep it alive. I don't know what I'm going to do after it. But I'd say the best legit shoe that's still around that's not going anywhere it would be S Skateboarding, which is spelled E S. Um, They've always been a part of America. So Eddie's S and America are all the same company. And they have like G2 insoles and they have all these like, they put a lot of technology into their shoe. Yeah. Um, a lot of technology into their shoe. So those are going to be way more comfortable, last longer, feel better, be better for you. Like, um, so you don't have to go see a foot doctor or whatever. Because <laughs> we do a lot of, damage to our feet skateboarding yeah. but if, if you have the right shoes you're gonna be okay now vans are like super popular these days <laughs> but they they could give a hoot they could give a shit if you're <laughs> you know healthy or not they don't care vans is owned by the vf corp it's just a big vanity fair it's just a big corporation and they do not they don't care um versus somebody like s yeah. They actually care. They're skateboarders, and they have a big testing facility, and they want to make sure that the shoes work the best way they can. Um, so yeah, like I'd say S is the best shoe right now. Definitely made by skateboarders for skateboarders, and they they really care if you're if you get hurt. They don't want you to get hurt. They want you to keep skating. That's that's a quality control thing, and that, and you're right. Um, like from my vantage point, and seeing a, a little bit about Vans, I remember there was this like relatively popular song, like in 2005, 2006, 
And it was just a song called Vans. And it was just, uh, you know, kind of these like L.A. hype, you know, guys that they're doing their thing. And it's just a, an ad for the song. And it's kind of the same thing that happened a few years prior to that with um, that Nelly song, Air Force Ones. As soon as the song, as soon as the product is the 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 content, the content of a popular song or it's in a it's had that crossover appeal, then the quality seems to go down and it's like not there. It's like you've transitioned from being something that's for an athlete theoretically to something that's more fashion oriented and the quality isn't there for what it was intended to be. Exactly. So yeah, when Steve Van Dorn owned Vans, I actually mm -hmm. had the pleasure of speaking with him a few times. Um, he was a really cool dude. Uh, and when he owned Vans, um, he, he cared about making a shoe that like, look good, but had as much grip as possible. Like that was his deal was grip. So when you sacrifice, um, you know, like more of like a thicker sole, we yeah. have cup sole and, and, and um, like a van sole. Cup sole is more of like a basketball shoe. Um, a lot of companies now skate shoe, shoes, not vans, but a lot of other skate shoes use a thinner cup sole so that it has the same feel as like a waffle sole like vans. Mm -hmm. um, like a vulcanized sole like Vans do, but it um, is a little more sturdy. You know, it, it lasts a little longer. And I mean, that's the main complaint about Vans is they don't last. But you're right. Like as soon as Steve Van Doren sold the company to Vanity Fair, that's when the quality went down. And I think they just, from what I understand, could be wrong, but from what I understand is that the marketing plan was to just put it with, with hypebeasts like, yeah. Um, put it to give it to a bunch of rappers, give it to a bunch of different people who would be influential in the music industry to cross over a bit, which worked obviously, right? So, like, everybody wears Vans now to cross over a bit. So, they had like complete just like market dominance. They were just trying to like get yeah. it out there as much as possible, expand into new markets and stuff, which they did. And it worked, and people wear Vans all the time. Um, because yeah, you're, you're making it for a different audience now too. It's, it's like yeah, you yeah, know. Well, yeah, exactly, and that's why they don't. So if they can sell a million units without caring whether they hurt the skateboarders' feet because they're not selling them the skateboarders anymore, you know. Right. So I mean, it's cool. I always like to see success on any level, and Vanity Fair isn't that bad of a company, um, as far I mean, as far as like corporate companies go. I would say the opposite is that Nike has a lot of um, skateboarder footwear market share, and that's bad on so many levels. Um, yep. <laughs> I mean, they do use Uyghurs to make them. That's real bad. They got mm -hmm. in trouble for doing that. Um, I don't know if they've changed anything about that. Um, that's Chinese slaves that they use, and that is budged up. Like It's not great. Super bad. Yeah, they got caught doing that, and it's it was on HBO and um, on John Oliver's show, and a couple other news outlets had have, have um, broadcast it. So no, it's not like just um, BS that's floating around. But yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So don't get that behind them because of that. <laughs> and also the way they market to um, it's really hard for skate shops to sell them, and then you go to um, you know, like Coles or something, and they'll have the same shoe that they would charge a skate shop, like 50 bucks to get 
Yeah. And they sell them for like 30 at Kohl's. So that was, that was my hookup. That was my hookup. I'll go to Kohl's and cause you're right. Um, yeah, like, man. When, you know, during those years when, when I worked for the Orioles, I was going through maybe two pair during the season and it was only like, you know, 80 games. I'm only working a home game. So it's like, yo, this is a 40, uh, a 40 game pair of sneakers that I'm blowing through, but I'm not sweating it because they're like $35 and exactly. it, it's fine. As long as they were black and they were relatively comfortable because those that that cement, you know, the the, the concourse yeah, yeah, and all yeah. in the park, it starts to, you know, it starts to make the dogs bark a little bit. Exactly. And yeah. And if you're getting the, that, and that's the problem, like, so those shoes that they're selling at Kohl's retail for $35, they're selling wholesale to skate shops for like $55. Right. Then the skate shop has to sell it for like $85 to try to make, you know, make a buck and stay around. And that's, that's like, that's where the main problem, I mean, no, you know what? That's where the secondary problem was. The main problem is how the shoes are manufactured, which is, you know, that's terrible. But yeah, and it's crazy because skateboarders are, um, we have two camps. One is like a hype beast and they don't give a shit where they get their stuff from or where it's made or, you know, where it's coming from. A lot of them don't even know, like uh, Supreme and Vans are the same company. A lot of people don't even know that. Done by Vanity Fair, so they'll be like, I, I hear people all the time that come in the shop. They'll be like, man, I, you know, Supreme's whack, but Vans is so tight, and I'm like, the same thing, dude. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know. Or um, so you have people like that, the hype beast that they don't care, they buy whatever's trendy, and I usually that's not really my customer. But then yeah. you have um, people who care where things are made and care where things are manufactured and the actual quality of it. Maybe not the whatever name slapped on the side of it, but the actual quality of the product. Um, those are more of my customers. We have a lot of people who, who care where things are made and stuff. And it's yeah. cool. And I can't help myself. I'm always like, you know, always trying to share the knowledge and let people know where stuff's made and how it comes to be. And when I can, when I do. So. <laughs> But that makes sense. And it, it aligns with, um, you know, what I think Baltimore is about. We're, we're authentic here. And you're like, look, here, here's here's the reality. It's like you're here and, you know, I'm in business to do so on. But, you know, really, I want you to be informed too, make an informed decision. And that um, that adds trust. I mean, if you're if you're being really honest about it, I think that's it's, a, it's an element of trust. And that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, look, look I, I, you hit it right on the head when you said Baltimore is authentic. You are so right. Like, there's this, um, I have the, this, the best, um, there was a bank teller. She was so rad. She was from Nigeria. <laughs> Super rad. And I talked to her all the time whenever I get in there, and I really love chatting her up. She was amazing. Um, and she would be like, I'm like, so how, you know, how do you like Baltimore? And she's like, it's amazing, except don't ask somebody how they're doing. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? And she's like, they'll fucking tell you exactly how to, they, it's not like a, you know, just a pleasantry here. It's like, they're like, Oh, how am I doing? I'll tell you how I'm doing. You know, like everybody from Baltimore is real as fuck. Dude. They just don't care. It's, it's, it's just amazing. I love it. There's a meme that yeah. is like, uh, it's a dude. It's a, it's a girl. She's, she has a flat tire. And on the top, it says West Coast. And these dudes are looking at her 
and they're like, oh, bummer that happened to you. Man, it sucks. You got a flat. And then it says East Coast on the bottom. And the, uh, the dude's changing the tire for her. But he's like giving her shit. He's like, you shouldn't have ran over that shit, you know. <laughs> but he's changing the tire for her, you know. Like, yeah. We're real as fuck. Like, we'll, we'll make it happen, you know. But yeah, I don't know. I, I just love it. It's, it's quintessential like Baltimore. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so I got two more questions uh, before we wrap up and get to those shameless plugs. Cause I like people to have, you know, an opportunity to plug their site, their business, their, you know, all of that good stuff. But, um, so th- this is a, a trick related question. Cause this was, I, ha- I was curious about this. Um, in your opinion, what, what is one of the easier tricks for someone to land? And what's one of the, the hardest tricks? Like someone's like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, do a 1080 or something. That's, that seems pretty hard. So, so what's, in your opinion, what's the easiest trick to land and what, what are some of the harder ones to land? Um, okay. So when, when I teach lessons, I don't even teach tricks. We do, we get into that a little bit, but what we teach is control. Okay. So the control is like awesome. Um, I'm skating like 30, 35 years or something. I don't know, a long time now. And I don't even have complete board control at all. Like, I wish I had it. A lot of people, it comes natural. Um, I, I got to work for mine. So trick-wise, um, a, a basic beginner, easy trick. I'd say on ramp, it would be on a half pipe, you know, it would be a nice little kick turn mm-hmm. where you just lift up the front truck and it gradually slides down and you, you kind of roll with it. Um, that's a kick turn. Those feel really good and they're... You know, I mean, I still do them every day. Um, kick turns are cool. A nice easing yourself into a nice cool trick to be a kick turn. It's a good beginner one on, on ramp. On street, I don't know, man. I'd say it's the, it's the like, a, like a little wheelie, like a little manual. They're called manuals in skateboarding, but people hit little wheelies first. Yeah. Uh, ollies, like your first, when you get your ollies down, that's like your first real, 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 real trick. Cause that's the building block for everything is an ollie. So I'd say just a little wheelies is like the first, you know, like easygoing trick and, and, um, they're fun. People still do manuals, you know, all the time, even still got to do wheelies, but okay. Hard tricks. Damn. <laughs> tricks, tricks, tricks is complicated these days, man. Like you can do <laughs> that kid Taryn I was talking about. Yeah. Um, there's two basic flips. Wow, I never even thought of it like that. But there's two basic flips. One is a kick flip and one is a heel flip. And then you take just variations from that. But what Taryn does a lot of is he does shove it mm-hmm. towards you. So it's backside shove it. It's kind of like called an inward. Um, he does a lot of inward heel flips, which are fucking bonkers, man. He does like <laughs> 360 inward heel flip. Um, all the time. We just did this 98 rock show. The yeah. 98 rock pre pre Olympic show was us and um, Justin from 98 rock who skates. And he came to the park and we did a bunch of, we filmed a bunch of tricks and stuff with him. But like Taryn does a 360 inward heel on TV. He did it on TV. It was insane because that's like a trick where you go out with your homie and you're like, you get the camera set up and you know, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be like a hundred tries and you killing yourself. And you, he did it 
in like two minutes with the 98 rock filming crew who don't know what they're doing, you know, like don't know 100% how to film skateboarding. If you film anything good with a TV crew, you're killing it. Cause they don't, you know, they don't know what they're doing. It's so tough to, to film with those guys. He did a 360 inward heel down this big ledge that we have in the park with those guys, which is like super, uber bonus points. Like, I don't know. How, he's sick. That's sick. Like, a 360 where he holds him like that. I mean, he does like Karen Tough Johnny. You want to see a difficult trick? Just look up Tough Johnny on Instagram. That guy does nothing but technical, difficult body break and stuff that he just does on a daily. He just goes and gets it. And he dances all the time on his channel, too, which is cool. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, he just steps I- up and gets it. He just, that one, a ramp, on a ramp, it's different. So, uh, it might not be super crazy technical. I, I, I tell you, for me, when I was filming, so when I turned 45, I filmed a video of 45 tricks at 45 years old. Yeah. And every one of the tricks that I did, I tried not to um, do something that I that was like basic or that I've really done before. So I'd say half of those tricks was getting tough because 45 tricks was tough to come up with, period. But like not that I I mean I guess I'm over the hill but I don't feel over the hill so like <laughs> like doing them tricks with some of them was tough so I did do something that I've never seen I did like five things that I've never seen anybody do before but um for me my I think my personal favorite in that was oh and I had broken a rib during it oh and one of my ribs was pushing into my lungs so it like made like crazy asthma type symptoms for yeah. me. So I could barely breathe while I was doing this video, but I finished it. I did a feeble grind to board slide, popped it back up to final grind to fakie. For me, that was like, that was my highlight. <laughs> and it goes by like, in like half a second. I can barely even see it. It's so quick. <laughs> but, it, but it took me like two weeks in my, and hours of my son filming me just being cool as <laughs> shit, like helping me out, trying to get it done. So yeah, that, that for me was one of my hardest, but you know, it's all relative to the person. You got people like Tony Hawk or, you know, his, his hardest and my hardest are two different things. And that's, and that's what brings me to my final question, actually. What is harder? That trick that you just described, <laughs> which sounds super complicated, even with the conditions that you were describing, what's harder that trick or running in the skate park, like from like putting on those two hats, like being a, a dude that's a skater, but also a dude that's running like a business, a skate park. What's what's harder for you? Skateboarding is an art, and it's how we express our artistic expression. Yes. Um, mine was big gaps and a lot of grinds. I was an angry kid and had to work all that out and, you know, years of therapy later and all that kind of stuff. My skateboarding isn't so angry anymore. It's just now it's like the combination of putting stuff together. Um, the way I run the business is kind of the same way now. It's like just I like the puzzle of like um, putting things together. So think house, right? You know how he was always trying to solve the puzzle? Yeah. I do that every day. I just don't get the, the house clout, you know? Like, <laughs> uh, so I, I have puzzles every day to, to, to solve. And even when I'm like editing um, video or like, 
building ramps for people or paying my taxes or, you know, like basic, you know, just sitting behind the counter helping people. I get, when people walk in, I, like I said, we try to immediately scope out exactly what fits them perfect and what they need. And yeah, everything is a puzzle. I love the puzzles a lot. It's really, it's really fun. So I don't, I don't even, like you said, what's harder running, like working a business. It's honestly, it's not work for me. Oh, plus I count my lucky stars every day. Cause this has been like a dream. So yeah. I, I'm just so excited that I get to do this every day going through a pandemic when you don't know what's going to happen, like just makes me appreciate it that much more. I love every, my kids all work at the park. My daughter, my daughter works there. My son works there. My baby daughter would come with us. I mean, she would be using a, um, she's 11 Mm -hmm. and I would be putting the tracks down on a a deck of a a mini ramp. And the dude who we were building it for came over and was like, is she using that drill? Like she's, <laughs> she's a baby. What is she doing? Like she can put the, she can put the, the tracks in with me. She was amazing. You know? So like all that and like having my kids around all the time. And like, it, honestly, the charm city is a joy and just sharing that with everybody. And you know, that, that's how we operate. You know, it's all this love for the city, love for everybody who walks through the door, love for the, the art of skateboarding, you know, Love for the, the opportunity to do stuff like this, like share a message with people and hear, you know, your story, work with the Orioles and, you know, what you do. And, and I can I can hear you talking about the technicality of running a podcast and stuff. Like, I feel you, dude. I love that. <laughs> love that. I love, like, you know, electronics and equipment and, like, how I could geek out and tell you exactly, you know, how skateboarding editing has changed from you know people using final cut and canon gl ones to all the way in vx you know and yeah. i have a thousand mini dv tapes that i just bought a mini dv vcr so i can finally like um start uploading some of them to youtube because it's been so long for some of that footage it's just priceless and like you know crazy stuff like that this world is awesome i love every bit of it so like stoked good on you good on baltimore love this place Oh yeah. So, um, and thank you for that, for that. So the last, last request that I have for you is we wrap up here and shameless plugs, your website, Instagram, all of that good stuff. Tell people where to find you to learn more about the skate park and maybe book some time. Yeah. So we, if you, if you go to charmcity.tv, that's our website. And if you, uh, check it out, there's like pictures of some of the ramps we build and, um, you can, book a birthday party or set up a lesson or whatever, or just, just come through the park. If you have any like super, any questions at all that you want answered about skateboarding or anything like that. Um, we're all about helping people out. And of course, uh, we do try to post daily on our Instagram, which is, I think it's just charm city skate park. Yes. Um, yeah. So everything's on there. I, I post all kinds of stuff on there. Um, Usually, like, even if it's not my event, I'll put other people's events up there, too, just to let you know what's going on in skateboarding um, in Baltimore or, you know, DMV. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on on the East Coast. We always try to hook everybody up. Absolutely. So, yeah, so, uh, that's it. Instagram and uh, I don't really do mess with Facebook too much. Try not to. So it's pretty much just Instagram and our website. Or, yeah. or give us a call. <laughs> 
Absolutely. So thank you so much, Jason. This has been um, this has been great. It's been great. We were able to get it. We got it. <laughs> so um, yeah, third time. It's a charm. So for uh, for Jason Chapman of Charm City Skate Park, I'm Rob Lee saying there's art in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it. <laughs>